Welcome to the 23 Minutes in Hell podcast. Author and speaker Bill Weiss and his wife Annette address the many questions we all have about hell and eternity. Bill and Annette believe the subject of hell shouldn't grip us with fear, but instead, it should inspire us to use our time on earth wisely. Thank you for joining my wife and I. Today we are sharing how animals prove the existence of God. Now, there are many ways to prove the existence of God, but today we would like to draw our attention to the animal and the insect kingdoms. You know, there are so many species we could highlight and all have exceptional characteristics. Most are so masterfully engineered uh, from intricate workings of their defense systems, their ability to survive and even thrive in hostile environments, precise navigation abilities to travel thousands of miles to mate, and the amazing complexity within their bodies. The evidence of design is overwhelming. So let's uh, take a look at just a few of them. Now, I'm going to take some quotes from Grant Jeffrey's book called Creation, pages 56 through 77. Okay, I'm excited about this, Bill. It's fun to brag on God. Right. Now, some of this is uh, detailed, so you have to pay attention just to gleam the the um, wonderfulness of God, you know, the design. So yes, take a little patience to listen. You yes, know? absolutely. We're going to start with the honeybee. And all honeycombs found in the hive and in all hives throughout the world are constructed to the same precise engineering specifications. The hexagonal structure of the honeycomb is intrigued, has intrigued scientists for a century because mathematicians have calculated that it is the best possible geometric structure to maximize storage. The honeycomb is constructed with cells inclined precisely 13 degrees on two sides to prevent the honey from escaping the mouth of the cell. The complicated hive has thousands of individual cells that are precisely joined together with hundreds of separate angles forming a perfectly engineered hexagonal comb structure that rivals anything produced by computers and human engineers. The social organization of the bee colony involves different groups of bees following entirely different duties to serve the hive. That's right. One group of worker bees uh, stays at the entrance and fans their wings to ventilate the hive and maintain the proper humidity and keep the temperature at precisely 95 degrees Fahrenheit. If the hive temperature rises or lowers more than a few degrees, the the precious honey will spoil and lose its nutritional qualities. Now, some worker bees are tasked with protecting the hive from contamination from harmful bacteria or other insects. Now, the bee collects flower nectar during the summer months and combine this with chemicals secreted from their body to produce honey, one of the most perfect foods on earth. The bee that finds the flowers, rather than lead the others back, the bee instructs the other bees where to find the pollen through the means of a very complex dance. Biologists have determined that the precise information regarding the direction, distance, and amount of pollen is conveyed to the other bees through a repeated zigzag dance following a figure eight pattern. The precise line between the sun's position and the hive and the angle between the zigzags of the dancing bee provides the exact location of the food source. Other body movements include wagging its bottom and producing air currents through wing movements. 
Now, for example, to communicate to the other bees that the pollen is located 500 yards from the hive, the bee will wag the bottom of its body 20 times per minute. There is an apparent problem in providing precise orientation to the other bees in that during the time that uh, the bee takes to fly home to the hive, the sun's position keeps changing. That's remarkable. How does God put all that in there? Right, but since it starts changing, then... Then, you know, every four minutes, the sun moves one degree in longitude. However, the bee has remarkable eyes composed of hundreds of microscopic hexagonal lenses that focus on a narrow beam, enabling the bee to identify the sun's position based on the time of day. As the minute passes, the bee alters its precise dance to adjust its instructions to compensate for the sun's movement. Only the creator could have formed such a masterpiece of engineering. God's gift to mankind, honey, is one of the most complex foods produced in nature. The products of the honeybee are remarkable in their nutritional and disease-fighting powers. You know, it is very unusual that the bees that use honey for a food source, and they actually produce a great abundance of that honey far beyond their own needs. Well, why is that? It appears that this overproduction is part of the Creator's plan to provide a perfect food source for humanity. God looking out for man again. Yeah, how good he is. Yeah. Through one little insect like that. Moves on the bee to make more than it needs. And to protect the honey, like it, you know, from getting diseased or contaminated. Right. You know, how could their uh, intricate design of the hive, their method of communication, their knowledge of the sun's position, their precise dance, their wags per minute, the abundance of production, and the excellent food source for man occur by randomness? No, it's impossible. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's design. Exactly. Okay, we're going to take a, a look at another insect, the bombardier beetle. This tiny beetle, one half inch, uses a unique defensive system that sends an explosive, scalding hot liquid at its enemy through two specialized secretory lobes that are controlled by the beetle's sphincter muscles. When it senses danger, it squirts two chemicals, hydrogen peroxide and hydroquinone, toward the enemy. That's right. So in the seconds of buildup to its battle, specialized uh, secretory lobes combine these two chemicals together in a very concentrated mixture. The mixture is initially stored in a storage chamber. This first chamber is connected to another compartment called the explosion chamber. When the insect senses danger, it squeezes the muscles controlling the storage chamber while relaxing the sphincter muscle, allowing the mixture in the storage chamber to transfer to the explosion chamber. I mean, look at all that that has to take place for that to happen. Amazing. And then, and then it goes on, small knobs known as ectodermal glands then secrete enzyme catalysts uh, into the explosive chamber. The key to creating the explosive mixture is the introduction of these enzyme catalysts. In the presence of the catalyst, the hydrogen peroxide quickly decomposes into water and oxygen. The oxygen now reacts with the hydroquinone, producing heat, more water, and the chemical quinone. A large quantity of heat is released and vaporization occurs. The beetle releases boiling hot vapor, 100 degrees centigrade, 
and exploding oxygen out from the exploding chamber through its outlet ducts into the face of its enemy. Researchers are mystified as to how the little beetle can have inside its body a powerful explosive system that provides no protection at all until all of the other parts of the system are also in place. The entire system is absolutely useless to protect the beetle until every part of the complex storage and explosive chambers, exploding chemicals, the enzyme catalysts, and the chemical inhibitors are in place. Now, how could such a complex system develop by random chance? And how would the beetle have survived during the time of development? Impossible. Good question. Now, let's look at the rattlesnake. Uh, the, when the rattlesnake detects its prey, it strikes at an incredible speed of almost 50 miles a second. That's 180,000 miles per hour. The snake's venom is one of the most complex materials in nature with over 50 different chemical com components. Uh, it kills its prey by immediately paralyzing the central nervous system or through coagulation of its prey's blood. The snake's defense system includes the amazingly complex venom the venom glands to hold it, the surrounding muscles to contract and expel the poison, and hollow fangs to deliver the venom. This entire system does not work at all unless every one of the essential subsystems is present and operating with full efficiency. You know, yet the theory of evolution imagines that extremely small accidental mutations persist and are retained because they offer some survival advantage. But the rattlesnake uh, illustrates the virtually universal situation found in nature of irreducibly complex systems that require all parts to be in place in order for it to function at all. Exactly. So it needs all the parts or it won't function. Exactly. Just like a human being. Right. So how would it de you know, develop over millions of years? It wouldn't have survived. Exactly yeah. right. Okay. Well, let's look at the amazing little creature, the woodpecker. And the woodpecker has a special spongy tissue between his beak and head to act as a shock absorb absorber from the 100 pecks per minute he makes and for hours on end. Otherwise, if he were built as other birds, he would have brain damage and die. He has two toes in the front and two behind so he can hold himself onto the tree. He also has fetch tail feathers in order to support and brace its body against the tree trunk. And the tongue of a woodpecker, this is amazing, is unique in that um, it is not attached to the rear of its mouth as it would be with any other species of bird. The woodpecker's tongue is five inches in length and it is coiled around its brain within its skull allowing the bird to capture its insect prey deep within the trunk tree. The design is perfect for its pursuit of food. Amazing. Again, showing such design. Now look at electric fish. Now they are able to see in the darkest water through generating an electrostatic field in the surrounding murky water. They are able to detect their prey and other predators by measuring the distortion of the electrostatic field in the water caused by the presence of their bodies. Now, this is an amazingly complex and sophisticated system. It is. Okay, mm -hmm. and one of my favorites, Bill, is the hummingbird. The little hummingbird weighs only one-tenth of an ounce, and their heartbeat is over 1,000 
per minute. Their small wings beat up to 80 strokes per second. Its aerodynamic abilities are unrivaled. They can hover for minutes perfectly still, then instantaneously instantaneously take off in any direction, forward, backward, or sideways. They will beat its wings more than two and a half million times during its 1,800-mile journey between Alaska and Hawaii. The enormous expenditure of energy as the bird flies up to 50 miles per day causes its internal temperature to rise to as high as 143 degrees Fahrenheit. Hummingbirds actually slow down their metabolism and hibernate every night in order to conserve energy. Nothing man could construct could compare to its aerodynamics. An amazing little bird, you know. Now look at the dolphin. Uh, It uses a specialized organ in the front of its skull that produces ultrasonic underwater high-frequency sound waves, 200,000 vibrations per second. Now, the brain of the dolphin instantaneously calculates the nature of its surrounding environment from the reverberations from these reflected ultrasounds. You know, it is only in the last century that scientists could develop the sophisticated technology to mimic this sonar directional guidance. Now, and that's in our billion-dollar submarines, you know. That's only in the last hundred years or so. Now, the U.S. Navy revealed that the design of the dolphin's snout was very purposeful in that it cuts through the water much more efficiently than any other shape found in the heads of marine animals. So when marine engineers charged with designing the great supertankers, they completed a sophisticated computer analysis on the effect of the dolphin's snout shape on minimizing the huge water friction. The new dolphin design on modern supertankers has produced a savings of up to 25% of the enormous amount of fuel used. Also, the dolphin's skin consists of three specialized layers, and the German Navy examined the dolphin's skin and began to create a duplication using modern materials to mimic the dolphin's remarkable skin uh, in their submarines. The result was a remarkable 250% increase in the speed of the submarine. It's amazing what man can learn if he just studies the animal and insect kingdom, right? That's right. That's right. Design. The the design. You know, and I love about dolphins, too, how they protect people in the water from sharks. Right. You know, there's been many stories of that. Right. God God designed them. Yeah, designed them that way. And you saw when you um, had the shark attack. In, right. And you share that in your 23 Minutes in Hell, in Hell vision. Didn't you see the last guy out? Be He yes. was rescued, right? Right. There was about 100 guys out. Uh, everyone was paddling to get to the beach to get away from the sharks. But there was one guy left way out there still. And suddenly we saw, you know, that we saw the sharks circling him. And then all of a sudden we saw him being pushed through the water. Like something was actually pushing him. And as we looked, it was actually a dolphin pushed him all the way to the beach. The dolphin saved his life. That's amazing. Now, God had to design that into dolphin. That was amazing. We all saw it. Yeah. You know? They are like the angels of the sea. That's right. Um, you know, virtually every animal, fish, insect, human beings, the plant life, the microscopic world, and the universe show astounding design and order. That's right. You know, the belief in evolution takes much greater faith than to believe there is a God who created all this design. Besides, there is much archaeological, historical, and geographical proof that the Bible and its claims are, in fact, true. 
Jesus came and died and rose from the dead, and many historical and secular writers have verified this fact. Now, a Christian doesn't rely on blind faith, but established facts. You know, to believe that all this complex design happened by random chance is to fly in the face of reason. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating or comment. We value your feedback. Stay in touch and learn more about this ministry by visiting us at soulchoiceministries.org.